All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is dog here. And I am the senior pastor of Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. And I bring you greetings from on high. I thank and praise God for the opportunity to come before you on this day. God is a great God and he is worthy to be praised. I come before you today and I bring supplements to you from our Bible study on yesterday. I thank God that he continues to walk with us as we go along this journey and lay the foundation uh, for this ministry as we are commissioned to plant a ministry and a church on God's behalf. So I thank God. I thank God that he ain't just leave us hanging. He said, look, I got an assignment for you. And as a result of that, I'm going to prepare you. I want to lay the foundation. And when I tell you God shows up and shows out, he is with us and he continues to remain with us. I thank God for our Bible study on yesterday. Boy, I tell you, I've learned so much. And as as much as we get into the Word, the more we get into the Word, the more I want to dig in and stay there. I thank God. It's so much to learn. Oh my goodness, it's so much to learn. I'm telling you, when we finish Bible study, on yesterday. It's funny because it was so many different things that I was like, man, I wish we would have talked about this, or I wish we would have talked about that. I'm telling you, I can get in a word from sunup to sundown. I can talk the word from sunup to sundown. I love being in the presence of God, and I love to explore his word. But everybody knows we got our day job. (laughs) God has blessed us with the ability to get wealth, and he added no sorrow to it. Well, y'all, let me, well, all right, I ain't gonna go there. I love that God has uh, blessed us with jobs that we can get up and go to in the morning and, uh, you know, work throughout the day, but that is in my way. (laughs) That's in my way. Uh, I would love to just get into his work and stay there. All right. So, um, what was I talking about? I want to give you all these supplements. So let's get there. Let's get there. Um, we, we are in the book of Genesis. We are in the book of Genesis. And if you're following us, if you're following us, we laid the foundation on last week. It took us longer than we thought. Uh, so we ex- um, this week, we did a, a quick and a brief overview. And then we uh, picked up where we left off. Um, And we are in the book of Genesis. We're in the book of Genesis and also in 1 Chronicles. And if you remember, we are doing a chronological review. So we are studying the Bible, not in the sequence that you're used to, the um, 66 books. We are, and you know, and all of the verses that follow uh, in, in sequential order, but we are taking a review chronologically. So we're, we're reviewing based on the history and how things were laid out and how things actually happened. And I'm enjoying it. 
I love it. We learned so much in our foundation about who Christ was and how he viewed the Bible. And that's so important because as we endeavor to be Christians and to be Christ-like, it's important that we know and understand how he viewed things. Amen? So when you think about it, he had specific priorities when he came into the earth, but more specifically around the knowledge of the word of God, his main priority was that we read, that we read, that we get into the word, that we get it for ourselves. He knew and understood that we cannot uh, rely on the interpretation of others and uh, um, void of a, of a direct relationship and impartation from God and from Christ. Amen. Uh, we do learn by way of instruction of those that God sent. Uh, But we can't stop there. Get in the word and learn it for yourself. We also learned that Jesus came by authority. He came by authority and not just in his own authority, although that is enough, but he also came by the authority of his father. His father sent him and gave him authority. He also came by way of the authority of the witness of John. John witnessed. He came by way of authority of the signs and the wonders that followed him. And in addition to that, he came by way of the authority of the pre-told story of his coming, of uh, forecoming his coming into the earth. Amen. So he walked in authority. We learned in our Bible study that the reason that God has given us his word is so that we understand how our identity has been shaped. Amen. We are shaped and molded in his identity. So the word of God gives us a reflection. I don't know why I couldn't think of this word yesterday when we in Bible study, uh, that the Bible is the constitution, it is the law, it is the covenant, it is the agreement, the contract <clears throat> between God and man. And I thank God for it. Uh, we learned uh, some simple truths about who God is. We learned that God is one God. We learned that he is the author of the Bible. The Bible, while it was uh, written by man, it was all inspired by God. And divinely, he imparted the words into man so that they can write them so that we can interpret and read them. Amen. We learned that God is the primary character in the Bible. And he gave us this book as a love letter, as a message about himself so that we could get to know him, so that we can find out about God and find out about him by him. How many of you know that it's so important to learn about somebody from them? (laughs) So often, and listen, I ain't going to go down a tangent, but so often people think they know you. Because they understand you through somebody else's knowledge of who you are. But God said, I ain't got time for that. I'm going to teach you about who I am from my own words and my own perspective. 
He gave us in his word a wealth of information about himself because he truly wants us to know him. He wants us to know him. I share with you all, I was so excited when I went through this Bible study a couple of years ago and this preacher gave the revelation that uh, while we are here in the earth, we know God through the parting of our sins by the blood that was shed by Christ to redeem us. But baby, when we get to heaven, it ain't going to be no sin. It ain't going to be no trauma, no tribulations, no harsh times. We're going to know him for who he is. My God, what a time, what a time it is going to be. We also learned that in the Bible, the Bible is a historic book. It is a book that we can use to garner history. That's how Jesus used it. He referred to and reflected on the Bible in a historic form. So he being the the, the uh, ultimate witness, right? If we're going to rely on anybody's word, we're going to rely on his, right? And he being the ultimate witness, he leveraged the word of God as a book of history. So all of that mess that we heard before that it ain't real, yes it is. If Jesus believed it, so do I. So sometimes uh, God will give us direct statements about his nature and we'll just, uh, you know, uh, bing, there we go. We we got it. Other times, he will give us enough about him to go dig and to learn and to get to know him better. We learned in our study that God is eternal. That before the earth was even created, he already existed and he has no beginning. Therefore, he can have no end. He was never created. He was not created. And he was what caused everything else to begin. God will never cease to exist. The word of God says in Psalms uh, 90 verse 2, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or even thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. There was never a time that God did not exist, and he will always continue to exist forever. We learned that there was one true God, only one true God manifest in three as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And although there is only one God, the Bible teaches us about the Trinity. It teaches us about God's three-part person. Once again, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's evident in Genesis 1 and 26, as we read through our lesson, that God said, he said, let us make man in our image. He used a plural term, our image. And then again in in, uh, Matthew 28 and 19, the word of God says, Jesus talks about the Father. He talks about the Son and the Holy Spirit. The ideal of one God who is three uh, persons and, 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 and just the, the um, 
and I don't know why I lost that thought. And in, in, in the on the surface, on the surface, that whole ideal that there is one God manifest through three persons through the Trinity, it doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't make logical sense, and a lot of people will refute that fact. But we must accept that God is greater than the limitations of our understanding. He's greater than the limits of our minds. God is not bound to our understanding. We also learn that God is self-sufficient. And he doesn't need anybody or anything. He never gets tired. God doesn't need air. He doesn't need water. Nor does he need food. He don't need sunlight. Because he is the source of all energy. God is all-knowing. He's omnipresent and omniscient. He doesn't need anyone to give him advice or any information for he is the source of all things. He knows everything all the time. Therefore, he doesn't have to learn anything. In our readings, we learn to understand that God is a spirit and he does not have a physical body like we do. He's not just a a force of nature. He exists in three parts and three persons, each of which have intelligence, personality, and will. We talked yesterday about the brilliance of God's intelligence and how even, even the smartest person we know, the most intellectual, can't even top God because he is all knowing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. There's no place in this world, in this galaxy, in this universe where God is not currently present. While we can't see him, the Bible tells us that God is there. We know that he is there. We feel him. The thing about God is that he's with us no matter where we go. He's around us in everything. In all forces of nature, he's there. He created nature. He created uh, the things that we experience on today. And yet he is greater than the things in which he created. We learned that God is Lord, and we know that Lord means ruler, master, a commander at the highest rank. There is no one higher than God. And in every way, every way, God is perfect and he is higher than we are. He is the highest power. He has the highest authority. He is the ruler of all things, and we are obligated to obey him. Only God can tell us what happened in the beginning. You know why? Because he was the only one there. 
He's the only reliable source of information about the origin of the universe. This is why we have to be careful that we get into relationship with Christ, that we get into relationship, that wisdom will download into our lives and we won't be so easily swayed and persuaded by the things that we hear from others who are unknowing, who are ignorant, who have a lack of understanding. It's good to have a firm foundation. That's why we're going through this review. We acknowledge that in the body of Christ, in the church, in the modern day church, one of the biggest uh, uh, issues that we have in the church (laughs) is biblical illiteracy. We are walking around here uh, biblically low in our understanding. We get a word, we hear a word, we get into our word, we don't really study. But we endeavor to do different. All right, so speaking of differences, let's just talk about the contrast of what we learned about God in contrast to what we learned about man. Again, God has no beginning and no end, but man was born and he shall die. It's committed unto man to die, to die. We will eventually die. God is one in three persons and man is only one person. God does not need anything, yet man needs food, water, air, sleep, light, shelter, and all these things to survive. God knows everything all the time. God, uh, man must learn. God is a spirit and he does not have a physical body. Man has a physical body that must be uh, uh, adhered to and maintained. God is everywhere. And man can only be at one place at one time. God is greater and higher than anything. He is the highest power. Man is under the power of God and must listen To all God says, we learned that God exists before the beginning of the world and that man did not exist before uh, the world. I thank God for the lesson. I thank God for continuing to walk with us and teach us and take his time to pour into us. Once again, I invite you to continue with us along this journey. If you have not, go listen to the Bible studies. We posted the uh, lessons, I'm, I'm sorry, the scriptures that we should be reading over these last two weeks. Uh, this week, we had a new list of of scriptures, get in the word so that when we uh, come together next week, you can participate. I want you all to pray. And let me, let me say this. We've got our um, memory verses and, and I'll let you in on something. Uh, When we come back next week uh, for Bible study, we're going to get into those memory verses. Remember I said, we're going to learn to pray the word, the word of God is so, so powerful. 
And I'm trying to get to these memory verses real quick uh, so I can give them to you because we're going to pray the word. We're going to pray the word of God. Our first memory verse that we kind of missed in the first week is Isaiah uh, 55 verses 10 through 11. 10 through 11. Read the word. Restate the word. Uh, Continue. Write it down. Uh, Our other memory verse is Romans 15 and 4. Amen. All right. And then let me get to, to the other one. From, from this week's study, because we got caught up, y'all. We got a little behind, but we were able to get caught up. Uh, this week's study memory verse is Hebrews 11 and 3 and Hebrews 11 and 6. All right? So uh, commit that to your mind. Let's learn them. Let's pray them. And let's keep it moving. All right. I love you all so much. I'm so grateful to God for each and every one of you. Have a blessed and a wonderful, prosperous day in Jesus name. Love you all. Bye bye.